At Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, your financial well-being matters. And they're with you every step of the way through your financial journey. Seriously, Affinity Plus has real people to talk to, people who care, and who can offer financial coaching through all stages of your life when you need it. And did you know that financial coaching is free at Affinity Plus as just one of the many member benefits? It's true. You get amazing benefits at Affinity Plus where you're more than a member. You're an owner in the not-for-profit cooperative. Invest in you and get a load of benefits. Continue your financial journey by stopping into the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive in Baxter to speak to one of their knowledgeable employees and bring your financial questions. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today our guest is the Baxter City Administrator, Brad Shapoulis. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Tess. It's great to be here. A lot of things happening over in Baxter. Mm-hmm. I know because I read the business section of the paper and it's right. very exciting and everybody is just <laughs> ecstatic over the opening of Chipotle. Chipotle. November 19th, Tess. Is that it? November 19th. Yeah, November 19th that 19th. is the date. That's what's in the newspaper. All right, everybody out of my it's, way. It's print. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the official word. All right. Good Actually, that was one of several stories that were very interesting uh, this week concerning mm-hmm. some businesses in Baxter. Yes. Yeah, obviously Chipotle uh, being the big recognition due to the anticipation for the last three, four years, yeah. <laughs> and the rumors that have been longer. <laughs> going around town for a long period of time. Yeah. But another one which we're excited about is El Tequila. Yes. El Tequila is, uh, has purchased last week the former Olive Garden building, and we'll be relocating there uh, in that December. That is such a perfect spot. And again, another article that uh, the dispatch had in the newspaper over the weekend. So, yeah. So, yeah, really exciting. And then Five Guys and fire, um, Firehouse Subs continues to make progress. Um, don't have a tentative opening date on those, but uh, progress is moving forward on those two uh, facilities as well. Yeah, pretty exciting times. All right. Uh, what else is uh, interesting that our listeners should know about that's going on in Baxter? Well, I don't know if it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we'll let them be the judge of that. Okay. Unlike the state and federal governments, uh, local units of government work on a calendar year. So uh, starting in July, we began our 2020 budget process. And in September, council had established a, a preliminary levy at 7.4% over our levy in 2019. Uh, With that, uh, there's a lot of due diligence that is done between uh, the first budgets that are submitted by department heads in July to the point where we're at now, and we're continuing to look at the budgets with a fine-tooth comb. Mm -hmm. Um, The uh, things that are driving the budget this year happen to be health care costs. Our fire service contract, uh, the Brainerd Fire Department uh, purchased a new ladder truck. Uh, oh. The last one was purchased in the early 80s, I believe. Oh, wow. So it was long overdue. And with that, uh, a large purchase of that nature, uh, the service contract went up for uh, by, I think, 11, 12 percent. Uh, so having to adjust for that. And then uh, with all of the improvements that we've been doing, uh, our need for additional FTE staff has increased and we have uh, needs within our parks department and our streets department that we're looking to address uh, knowing that we have additional infrastructure that we have to maintain uh, that have come online in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So 
those are the the primary drivers of the 7.4. Historically, over the last several years, we've been in that two and a half to three and a half percent uh, yeah. levy increase, and yeah. and, and so um, the extra percentage is due to some hard cost. Uh, that are outside of our control, but otherwise, you know, is meeting the needs of, of our community. Uh, with that, we always talk about level of expectation of services. Um, that is on display or, or discussed uh, from point A to point Z, and we continue to discuss that. Um, we want to make sure that we have infrastructure, our streets, our parks, and everything else that is, is um, very... Um, our community is very proud of. Uh, we don't want something to be shabby or anything of that nature, but we always have discussions on how we can do things better and mm-hmm. more efficiently. So that's sure. a, a continued conversation. Now, is that budget finalized at this point, or is that still to come? That is still to come. Uh, okay. we're, we have a, a work session that's scheduled for next week. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be looking at the budget one last time uh, before the, the truth and taxation meeting that would happen on December 2nd at 6 p.m., and then the council will make a final decision on December 3rd. And we know with a preliminary budget, when they set that rate, uh, it can't go any higher, but it could go lower. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, state statute requires us to set a preliminary uh, levy rate um, by the end of September, and that's what we define as a ceiling. We, we can't go any <laughs> higher than what the ceiling is, mm-hmm. uh, but we continue to look and try and make adjustments to the budget that, as you indicated, may, may lead to a, a lower levy rate. Okay. All right. Uh, and that public hearing, uh, did you give that date? Yeah, it is December 2nd, okay. uh, known as the Truth and Taxation Hearing. Uh, it's December 2nd, City Hall at 6 p.m. Okay. So people that want to attend and... Like, yeah. Have a say. That's the place to be. Absolutely. Okay. And what else is going on as we get close to wrapping up another year? Well, we finally waved the white flag to Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask if all the projects were completed, and I was waiting for so you to we, go we, ahead. We screamed mercy. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, was a year, though, that wow. was... Extraordinary when it comes to the amount of rain and the early arrival of winter. It's just yeah, been we, crazy. We really didn't even have a fall, did we? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. no. But with that, uh, we tried to, to uh, finish up as many projects as we could this year. Uh, while we didn't complete all of them, uh, we got a majority of them to a point of substantially complete, meaning that there's minor uh, repairs or, or adjustments that need to be made by the contractor. But People can drive on it. Mm-hmm. People, you know, can walk on the facilities, uh, but we won't close those out till 2020. Uh, however, there were a few projects that we had to completely push back into 2020, and that is the Industrial Park Road, our boulevard, uh, the full death reclamation project uh, from 371 over to County Road 48 uh, on both sides of Cypress. There, uh, being that it was a detour and it was an older uh, portion our older road, mm-hmm. uh, we need to replace that, uh, especially since that was our detour. It got a little bit more yeah. uh, traffic than it normally does. So uh, that will be done in the spring as well as the completion of Jasperwood. Um, Jasperwood is that portion or of the road that is going to connect uh, the motoring public to the new elementary school. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we got the first layer of bituminous, but we didn't get the final layers down or, or grayed out. So mm. that will be <laughs> happening in the spring as well. There, no one will under you know see any impacts because the road has been closed to the public. It's 
you know, it was a road that didn't exist right. until uh, this summer. And so it's still been closed off to traffic and will continue till the project's done. Yeah. And then um, with moving those projects to 19, we do have two projects in 2020 that are, are worthy of note. Um, while most people won't uh, see majority of the work being done, uh, but we are doing a sewer, water, and street project in the North Forestwood, or Forestwood, Forestview mm-hmm. uh, neighborhood, which is south of 48, east of 371. In conjunction with that, we'll be doing a south interceptor line as, as uh, rerouting some of our wastewater um, to the, directly to the plant instead of going uh, in the direction that it currently do, mm-hmm. does for the general public. Think of the Forestview uh, middle school. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think counterclockwise up towards 210 and 210 down towards where Cypress is near Cypress and then coming down to the wastewater plant. So counterclockwise oh, to okay. the wastewater plant. Now we're trying to uh, deviate some of that water from that direction and have it mm-hmm. directly flow from the developments or the neighborhoods directly to the wastewater plant. So it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. becomes more efficient and it, it relieves some of the stress on our existing infrastructure. Sure. Sure. That's good. So, and then the other project where most of the public will, will see is we're doing the last leg of that area between 371 and Cypress Drive, uh, Excelsior Road. Mm-hmm. From 371 to Cypress is going to be reconstructed, as well as golf course from Excelsior down to 210. So it's that final, final yeah. portion of the streets that, in that what I'll define as quadrant, that'll finally <laughs> be done and will be done for a long time for the. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to stay out of that area. <laughs> we'll stay out of that area. Yeah. Except and for emergencies. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that's a, a fairly short stretch that's hasn't been done yet, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. It's the final stretch. Yeah. So it shouldn't take too long, but certainly will interrupt uh, interrupt some Traffic access for there. some businesses. It'll it'll have some interruption to access businesses and some uh, routes for individuals who travel uh, east west uh, between Baxter and Brainerd. Yeah. Um, the Excelsior Jackson uh, yeah. corridor is 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 one of the heavy, heavier traveled corridors. Uh, between the two communities and so we we know that there'll be some disruption but it'll be the last disruption and we'll have a whole new infrastructure system that knock on wood we won't have to worry Mm -hmm. about for 20 25 years okay yeah very good it's amazing to me how um i think most of brainerd baxter has discovered the alternate ways to get around town (laughs) other than 371 and 210 yeah yeah and which is good and in the planning and that's the design isn't it Absolutely, and that's the primary purpose why we constructed and advocated for, or advocated and constructed Cypress Drive. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll uh, we'll continue to improve those corridors over the the several to you know you know several years into the decades. So, Mm -hmm. as you talk about that, it's interesting too because uh, Brad, if you will, just a short version of the. I mean, there's a lot of planning that goes into this, right? When when we talk about road construction and improvements and so on, there's a method to the madness. Yeah, absolutely. As part of the planning or the budget process, we uh, refer to it as a capital improvement plan. It's a five-year outlook um, that we try and identify public improvements so that we can financially plan for those Mm -hmm. improvements to make sure that we're being fiscally responsible to the taxpayers of Baxter and 
and to the state of Minnesota uh, with the dollars that we put towards our infrastructure. Um, the last thing we want to do is to to complete improvements and have to 100% finance it yeah. and have debt service that ends up taking up a majority of, of the budget. Mm -hmm. So we go, in t you know, intentionally go through a planning process. Um, there are times, you know, through a recession where you may push things off and want a, a fresh start, and that's uh, what we're looking at right now. We're looking to adopt the first five-year CIP um, here, hopefully in the, in the near future with the council as we present that here later this month and, and have continued dialogue and, and public discussion about what our needs are for the community over the next five years. So absolutely, uh, Deanne, I know I went ar around the <laughs> question, but yes, it, uh, a lot of our planning is done intentionally, uh, not only for our maintenance purposes, but visioning out to the future. If, for example, Cypress Drive, that was uh, over a 20-year vision that finally came to fruition uh, when we started construction last year. Yeah, hmm. and it really has become, again, I, I see a lot of vehicles utilizing it already because oh, it's yes. become another great <laughs> north-south oh. corridor yep. uh, without having to use 371. Yep. yep, and it'll become even more reliable or more of a, of a corridor when we continue to stretch that down to 48 or up towards 49. So. Cool. Awesome. That's good. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, Anything else we should uh, know about uh, yeah. the city of Baxter? Yeah, um, just a, a, a shameless plug, <laughs> per se. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people think of seasonal work with, with uh, local units of government to be within the parks department for the summer, being on lawnmowers, uh, attending to parks and things of that nature. But uh, we do also have seasonal work uh, with during the winter months with our parks department uh, when we look at ring attendance oh, yeah. and things of that nature. We're currently uh, accepting applications for ring attendance. Cool. And then we are also uh, accepting applications for election judges. You know, we're coming up to a general election next That's year. Right. And so uh, we as a city have an obligation to uh, make sure that the polling places have the appropriate staff. And so if someone wants to partake in the most pure democratic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, process in, in politics mm -hmm. is is to be an election judge and and I would encourage anybody to to uh, apply and and get that experience at least once in their life okay mm -hmm. I know uh, there's probably not a lot of training for the rink attendant maybe some but certainly there is training for uh, election judges isn't there Absolutely. So uh, those that apply for election judges and are, are selected to uh, serve as an election judge, um, the county does uh, provide some training as we near the primaries and the general election. So, Very good. Sweet. Are those applications available on the city website? Sure. Anybody who is interested for any uh, city job, may it be seasonal or full-time, uh, can come into the city hall and, and ask for an application, or they can download an application off the city's website, which is www.baxtermn.gov. Okay. Very good. All right. Anything else we need to know before <laughs> we let you go? I, being that this is the last time I will be uh, on air on Community Focus uh, for this calendar year, I do want to take a moment uh, to provide uh, a thanks and appreciation to Sheila Haverkamp, yes. who is the Executive Director of, of the uh, Brainerd Lakes Area Economic Development Corporation. Latex. Mm -hmm. She has been there for three decades and wow. uh, recently announced her, her retirement at the end of the year. 
Uh, so on behalf of the elected body of the city of Baxter, <laughs> myself and the residents of the city of Baxter, I want to thank her for her service for almost 30 years in servicing uh, the city of Baxter and Crow Wing County for its economic development needs. She'll be greatly awesome. missed, and, yeah. and if there's anybody who deserves retirement, it's Sheila. <laughs> She'll so, enjoy it, I'm sure. She's done a phenomenal job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So just wanted to take a moment and thank her. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And yeah. thank you for being here today to keep us up to speed on what's happening in the city of Baxter. And since we won't talk to you again next month, uh, have a <laughs> Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same to both of you. Thank, thank you. you. We'll thank see you. you in January. Absolutely. Dang. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brad Shapoulis is our guest today. He is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget, Community Focus programs are available on our website. You can listen to it anytime there. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also find our Community Focus programs on our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.